0: What's up, family? Thank you for tuning into WTF with the Facts with Mariola. I am Mario. And, and um, this has been an incredibly exhausting, um, frustrating, angering time. And you saw the title of what this episode is. And so I have so much to say about everything that has been transpiring in our country um, that we've seen. Um, but before I really hop into what I have to say, um, I really want to play two clips for you that I think really express the um, the varying degrees of where Black people are on the spectrum right now. Um, and so the first clip is actually going to be um, Bakari Sellers. Um, he was on CNN. Uh, And I want you to listen to the pain because I think that that's where a lot of us are. And then I'm also going to play the clip behind that, um, Tamika Mallory, who is an activist. And that's another piece of emotion that we are experiencing right now. So before I dive into it, I'm going to play those two clips for you. Then I'm going to come back um, and then I'm going to dive into what I got to say. So take a listen to this.
1: Said, until the killing of black men, black mother's sons become as important to the rest of the country as the killing of a white mother's son. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until this happens. She said that in 1964. And we're still echoing those same cries today. It was hard to listen to that interview. Um, It's just so much pain. You get so tired. We have Black children. I have a 15 year old daughter. I mean, what do I tell her? I'm raising a son. I have no idea what to tell him. It's just, it's hard being Black in this country when your life is not valued and people are. Worried about the protesters and the looters, and it's just people who are frustrated, who for far too long have not had their voices heard. And so, you put me on after his brother, and I feel like I lost my brother. And nobody cares about the video. They had a video in a Monteberry, and two different solicitors looked at that video and declined to press charges. And so for those of us who have a mistrust of the system, it's very hard for us to do anything else other than just to cry this morning and then hope hope, and pray that we are not sitting next to Ben Crump one day. That's about all we can do. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. We're, they're burning down because people here in Minnesota justice that our yeah. people deserve. Talk about it to me, Where was AutoZone at the time when Fernando Castile was shot in a car which is what they actually represent? Yeah. Where were they? so if you are not coming to the people's defense then don't challenge us when young people and other people who are frustrated and instigated by the people you pay you are paying instigators to be among our people out there throwing rocks breaking windows and burning down buildings and so young people are responding to that Oh God, we learned violence from you. The violence was what we learned from you. Right. So if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Congrats, Tamika. <laughs> Tamika said, if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better. Bakari said, it's hard to be black in America when you know that your life is not valued. And that's where a lot of black people are. And for the life of me, I can't even understand why people are still asking why we seem so upset or, you know, what? why are y'all so mad? What the hell do you mean? Why are we so mad? It has to be, it has to be amazing to be so entrenched and privileged that you can't even see when people are not being treated fairly, they're being murdered unjustly, It's ridiculous. The other counter argument is, well, I mean, I understand y'all are upset, but you know, this is not the way to be heard. It's not because we've tried every way to be heard and we still haven't been heard. We were told to just trust the system, but the system has not worked yet for us. We were peacefully taking a knee in the middle of a national anthem just to say, hey, until all people are free, we're going to keep protesting. Because until Black people are not unjustly killed by the cops, we're going to silently take a knee in solidarity to protest. But that was an issue. And here's the thing. We've been speaking out before George Floyd. And I want to say this. This is bigger than George Floyd. He's just now been added as another hashtag. We're tired. We weren't heard with so many other... Um acts of violence and police brutality and police killings. We weren't heard with Rodney King. We weren't heard with Sean Bell. We weren't heard with Trayvon Martin. We weren't heard with Tamir Rice. We weren't heard with Eric Garner. We weren't heard with Valendo Castile. We still aren't being heard with Breonna Taylor. We weren't heard with Mike Brown. We really still haven't been heard with Ahmaud Arbery. And we definitely still ain't been heard with George Floyd. So what else do we need to do for you to get the message and for you to be heard, for us to be heard? Because it gets to a point. Talking ain't enough. We have tried it. So what else needs to happen? We're saying we're tired of being murdered. We're tired of being killed. We're tired of seeing our black men who are unarmed, murdered by the cops. There's no way you can look at that videotape of this man with his knee on this man's neck and do murder three. There's no way. And this is consistent. This has been consistent. There never is justice when the people in power have done the crime, period. So you want to know why black people are mad? That's why. It has done my heart so good to see black people, white people and people of all ages and demographics out there protesting because they get it. Enough is enough. And can I please just say this? It's not even, again, it's not these isolated incidences. We are coming against the system. It's systemic racism. That's exactly what it is. And I have to tell you, it's even bigger than police brutality. As an African-American in this country, as a black person in this country, we are consistently dealing with racism every time we set foot outside of our houses. We can't just hang out with our families in the park and cook out because somebody is going to accuse us of doing something wrong. We can't just be a black person in the park looking at birds. We deal with it on our jobs. Don't even get me started on that. We deal with it in a grocery store because we are always considered guilty by simply the color of our skin. And it's not right, it's not fair, and enough is enough. And so people have had it. Um, I saw somebody wrote something on Twitter this week uh, and they were saying being black is exhausting. And though I do understand where they were coming from with their, with their thought process, I have to respectfully disagree with them. Being black is not exhausting. I love being black. I love being a black woman. I love my people. I love my culture. I love all of that. That's not, ex- that's not the exhausting part. The exhausting part is consistently having to defend my blackness and that I'm equal and that my life is worth something. It's that consistently having to deal with racism and racist, that's exhausting. I'll tell you what else is exhausting. That as African-Americans and as Black people in this country, we have to rob our children of their innocence early, sometimes as early as age five, to teach them how to properly interact with police so they can make it home on time and make it home okay. That's what's exhausting. So they don't get killed. So they don't. Uh, um, so p- to, to to be as respectful as possible, to spare their life, that's exhausting, and it's frustrating. And for the life of me, to still hear people, to still hear people say, "I mean, I mean, yeah, that was horrible. What happened to George Floyd?" But There's always a button in the sentence. How do you even not conceptualize why we're telling you we're upset? Why we're telling you we're mad? Why we're protesting? It's ridiculous, completely ridiculous. We're ready for our voices to be heard. We're still having to fight the same battles that our grandparents and our great grandparents fought. Has America come a long way? Yeah. But it definitely, she is definitely not where she needs to be. And I want to say this if you are a white person, you're listening to this. I know for me personally, I no longer am tolerating silent solidarity. You don't get to be silent, but then tell me you are for me and that you think what's happening is wrong. If you are not opening up your mouth and you are not, uh, Dating this to your fellow white friends of how racism is wrong and calling it out, using your social media as a platform to do so in those conversations that we would never be privy to, standing up for that, I can't do it with you. There's no way you can say you support something but you're quiet on it. There's no way you can say you're an ally, but you're quiet, it's impossible. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is what I do know. I don't give a flying crap about any of this stuff that y'all keep trying to bring up. Oh my God. You know, they're burning down target. They, they're, they're messing up jewelry stores. They can always rebuild. If you care more about that than you do people being murdered, lives being taken unjustly, You're part of the problem. So are we mad as hell? Hell yeah. Yes, we are mad. What's frustrating to me is it doesn't matter if we do all the right things. Go to the right schools. Get a good education. Got a great GPA. Have a good job. Have a house. Have cars. Successful by what America deems as successful. We can do all the right things and nobody will ever see us as people. All we will ever be looked at is our skin color and be presumed guilty because of it. Enough is enough. People are tired. People are frustrated. So yeah, we're mad. And I want to say this, a lot of the looting that you see, there are people that will tack on to the protesters and the movement to be what be, to be what we call agitators and instigators. They are there to cause more issues. So a lot of what you've been seeing, those have not been the protesters. Those have not been the protesters. If anything, a lot of the protesters have tried to stop it. It's too much video footage from that. They tried to stop people from bursting out windows and breaking things because that's not what it's about. There was a picture that I saw on social media. um, A police officer somehow got separated from his fellow officers. So he was by himself. Protesters surrounded him peacefully because they knew that some of these people, the other people who had joined them, were gonna try to attack this police officer. And they were like, not today. So a lot of what we've been seeing of the looting and all of that, that hasn't been the protesters, FYI. And something that I've noticed Is there have been too many instances of police officers being caught live on TV doing things, shooting at reporters. Snatching people out of cars for no reason, being the agitators. So here's my question. If they would be doing that on live TV, knowing that cameras are on them, what else do you think that they would be doing when there's no cameras around? Now, I know that there's the argument of not all cops are bad. I totally agree with you. But here's the thing. If you are a good cop, you should be pissed that there are men and women in blue with you who are bad because they're putting your life in jeopardy. That's even more reason for you to speak out, to say when something is wrong, to to report it. To see all those police officers around George Floyd, nobody said anything, not one person. That's a corruption issue. That's a culture. If you are a good cop, then you need to be just as outraged. And I will say this, in some of the cities, police officers have been marching with the protesters. Here in Atlanta, our police chief, she got I respected it. She went out there with the protesters, not to chastise them. She was hearing them out. She wanted to have a conversation. She wanted to talk about it. That was what was important. This is not going to get better until people are heard. And if you think with the George Floyd case that the officer who had his neck on his his knee on this man's neck getting murdered three is justice. And you wonder why we don't trust the system, even though we're always told just just trust the system, it, it's gonna work. That's not justice. That's not justice at all. And let's be real. Had people not protested and put pressure on the police officer, the governor, the mayor, that man still would not be arrested. Had people here in Georgia and across this nation, not flood Savannah, I'm sorry, Brunswick, not flood the department there, the mayor there, had people not done that, those men would still be walking around free. Because two solicitors looked at that video and said they didn't think that it was reason to charge. Protesting is necessary because it forces the hand of people. It forces the hand of justice. So you're not gonna see people let up. You're not gonna see people stop. And if this is an issue for you, and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is, this is, y'all need to stop bringing up race. i am always bringing up race because everything is a race issue in America. What are we doing? I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see that. But Dr. King said, riot is the voice of the unheard. And what you're seeing right now is unheard people who've had enough. This is 400 years. This, this didn't just start. This is 400 years of dealing with oppression and trauma because racism is traumatic. I'm going to tell y'all a story of why I think why it definitely is traumatic. So I work, I live in Atlanta and I work at a college in Atlanta and um, I oversee a big event for our department where we have to um typically we do an event at a hotel um a popular hotel in Atlanta, and so normally I have to spend the night um the night before that event, so I'm already there I'm already on the grounds um well, about a couple of years ago, um I was leaving work, I was exhausted, I was still in school, yet working on my master's, there was a lot going on um so I was exhausted, so I was leaving work, and I was driving to the hotel, which is a, probably about a five minute drive from my job to the hotel. Well, I'm so tired, I missed the turn going into the hotel. So I was like, crap, I missed I missed it. So um, if you've ever been in downtown Atlanta, a lot of streets are one way streets, right? Well, right by the hotel to the left, there's a street I could turn down and come back so I can make the turn. Well, I make a left turn on the street because I'm planning to come back out to get back on the main road to go to the hotel. And when I make the left turn, all of a sudden there are police lights and the siren behind me and they're pulling me over. Immediately I become fearful. The first thought in my mind was, God, please just let me make it home. Please. I just, Whatever it is, he can write a ticket. They can write whatever it is. Just, I just want to be safe and I want to get out of this. I immediately went in the drill. Turned the car off. Put the window about halfway. Went in my purse. Grabbed my license. Got the um, got the registration and insurance. Put it all on the dash. Then had my hands at ten and two. A white. I see the police officer come up and I knew it was a white person and a white police officer and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, please just, just let me. Home. comes to the car. Um, and says he was like, Good evening. He was like, you know, do you know I pulled you over? And I was like, No, sir. And so, you know, he was like, Your lights aren't on. And so I just told him I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so exhausted. I thought they were on. I apologize. So he was like, Well, do you have your license on you? So I gave him my license. Um, and uh he came back. He was like, Well, Miss Thomas, he's like, I see you have a birthday coming up, you know, was very personable. He's like, See, yeah, but I was like, Yes, sir. It was always, yes, sir. I was like, yes, sir. And so he was like, so, you know, where were you headed? And I was like, well, I missed my turn. I was supposed to go to the hotel. Um, the college I work for, we're doing an event there. Um, and I was like, so that's, I just missed the turn. And I said, cause I'm so tired. I wasn't even paying attention. And so he, I told him what hotel it was. He was like, oh, okay. He said, cool. He's like, he said, well, go ahead and turn your lights on. I'm giving you a warning. Go ahead and turn your lights on. He said, and no, I'll tell you what, because the way the street was, um, I would have had to go all the way down the street and then come all the way back up. He said, I tell you what, I'm going to block traffic for a minute so you can make a U-turn and come out on the street. And he said, and then he said, I'll follow you to the hotel just to make sure you get there safely. And I just was like, uh, OK, he was like, just give me a second. I'll turn my lights on so you know when I'm ready. And he did. He blocked traffic so I could make a U-turn from that street and then get on back to the main street. And he tells me to the, the hotel to make sure I got there safely. He kind of waved at me and then went on. When I got to my hotel room, I broke down crying because I had be, I was that fearful. Because during that whole encounter, I was trembling. Like you, it was dark. So he couldn't really see me or my hands. Of course, you know, they don't ten to two, But my whole body was shaking. My entire body was shaking during the process. And I th- was thinking to myself, I had a greater chance of surviving something, but had I been a black man, I don't know if it would have gone as as nicely as that. And I was like, what has happened in our country that immediately when I saw those blue lights, fear I have never felt before raised up in my soul. What are we doing? So you wanna know Why people are mad? Because this has been our reality. This has not been only our reality. It's been our grandparents' reality. It's been our great-grandparents' reality. It's been our great-great-grandparents' reality. And we're tired. We are tired. So my prayer is that we get real change. In this country. And I want to say this because this did happen um, here in Atlanta. Y'all know I love our mayor, Keisha Bottoms, Keisha Lance Bottoms. But she said something because I get she was upset because of what was happening in the city. I'm totally understand. She was like, This is not the way to handle this. If you want to handle this, then go vote. Here's the problem with that voting is a part of it. But I have to tell you, even in voting, we haven't been heard because you have politicians who will say what they need to say in order to get the black vote, but really care nothing about the black community and the people who reside in it. Our votes have been um, ignored. Our votes have been suppressed. Voter suppression has been heavy in the black community because they know they don't play fair. They know the power of the black vote. We've been lied to to get our vote, all of that. So I think that there has to be an accountability factor for our politicians as well. So it's not just, you know, go vote. No, no, no. Protesting is necessary. Because clearly the voting ain't working either. This is the voice of the unheard. And we're demanding to be heard. So look, I would love to hear um, how you all are coping um, during this time. It's been a lot. And the fact that we're dealing with this in the middle of a pandemic that has exponentially taken more Black lives than any other race. But the fact that Black people are risking their lives in the midst of a pandemic to tell police officers to stop taking our lives, stop taking their lives, that should tell you something. I hope that you all take care of yourselves. I hope that you, and when I say take care of yourselves, I don't just mean while you're out there protesting. I want you to take care of yourself physically. If you do go protest, make sure you write somebody's number on your body somewhere because if you get arrested, they're gonna take your phone. So if you don't know a number by heart, write it somewhere in your body. So when they give you your one phone call, you know the number, okay? but not just while you're out there protesting. I pray that you're taking care of your mental health. It's This is traumatic, y'all. This isn't, I'm tired of seeing them consistently show somebody's lynching on TV. That's trauma. It's okay to take a break from social media. It's okay to take a break from the news. It's okay. Go deal with, t- take care of your mental health. Talk to friends. Talk to somebody. We got a lot of work to do. So we got to get to work. And it's already started. It's already started. If you are a black person right now, you are loved, you are valuable, you are accepted, you are worthy. If you are an ally, um please listen more than you speak and don't and when it's time to speak up, don't be afraid to speak up. So look, write in the comments below how you're feeling, um your thoughts, your feelings on all of this. Um I've been able to connect with so many great people on social media. Um and it's been super helpful. Um just kind of processing all of this. And dealing with it. Because it's just been a lot. With the pandemic. With, you know, <sighs> dealing with, you know, white women who keep calling the police on black people. And especially black men. And we can't just live. uh To just, it's just been a lot. To dealing with George Floyd. To dealing with, still nobody's really talking much about Breonna Taylor. And then Ahmaud Arbery. Just, it's just been, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. So, Social media has helped me in the sense of finding a community of people who um, we get we get it and just been able to just voice my frustration. So listen, I would love for you to um, follow me on all of my social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I am Mariel I'm gonna be coming out with more content. Um, make sure you subscribe to this by clicking that little um, picture to the right. Um, You can just subscribe. So when we release more episodes, you know about it. Um, I have some really great episodes that are coming up, but we're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep making sure that we're educating people. Um, I hope that you all um, stay safe. And I hope that you protect your mind, protect your heart, protect your spirit. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it stay safe, stay strong, and consistently bring the facts. Love y'all. Peace.